Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we have another great episode with baseball-related questions. In this one, we talk about total body strength and conditioning. We talk about the difference of our training programs with submarine or underhand throwers. And we talk about nutritional aspects for a long season. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, perform better. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I'm here at Champion PT Performance up in Boston. I have Lenny McCrina, Dave Tilly, myself, and the students. We have Jake and Bake and Evan Eleven here to uh, rock some great questions from you guys. So uh, why don't we get started? Let's, uh, let's roll right into it. All right, number one. Nick from New Jersey asks, dealing with baseball pitchers, what are your views on increasing not only core strength stability, but also improving strength power and leg musculature to ensure proper body mechanics, prevent injuries, and maximize velocity? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Good topic. So, you know, when you're working on a comprehensive approach to develop any athlete, I don't even know if this is yeah. necessarily overhead, but I, I get why you're asking overhead. Uh, I, a comprehensive program surely works the lower body, the core, and stuff like that. You could actually argue that some of those uh, are even more important. Um, in my experience working with the professional guys in the big leagues, most of the pitchers take their shirts off and it's very uh, underwhelming um, with their upper body musculature and their mass and their definition. It's very underwhelming, but they all have huge legs, you know, so they all have big legs. So that's definitely, you know, an interesting thing that you can find at that level that they tend to have. Um, you know, so for me, I always say that the legs develop the force, the core transfers, transfers the force, and then your upper body dissipates the force. Now, they all have more roles than that, but I think that's just a simple way to kind of think of it. So super important, obviously. And then, you know, for any sport, you know, we talk about baseball specifically, you got to develop that strength and power in the direction you want, right? So me just working on like a vertical jump, for example, is probably not bad for a baseball player, but it's certainly not as, as good as some lateral and rotational work for a baseball player. You know, so something to keep in mind. So what I would suggest is you take the demands and the unique needs of whatever sport or athlete you're working with here and try to break that down and develop those components individually. So Yeah, I would, again, say for any sport, I think whatever your sporting demands are, you're going to be better if the summation of force is greater from all parts. So if you have, like, a jacked upper body and great legs, but there's nothing in the middle, like you said, to transfer or assist, then you're going to probably break down and have a little bit of a force leak in your core, not to mention your back might start getting sore. So you have to develop a well-rounded kind of GPP athlete, I guess, before you want to go hyper-focused and specialization of whatever they need. Yeah, love it. Knowing the stresses on each body part as they're doing the exercise. So, you know, just keep that in mind, too, that we don't want to put our baseball players in positions that could stress their medial elbow or their anterior shoulder. There's already enough stress by throwing, so... You know, you gotta take a step back, and, and uh, you can do some really fun stuff with guys, and not have to stress those those areas like Olympic lifting stuff like that. So, yeah, good stuff, awesome. Number two, all right. Number two, Alyssa from Texas. She says, "Hey y'all, are there any specific stretches, manual how therapy, strengthening?" How did she how did she spell y'all? 
Y A apostrophe L L. Really? Yeah. What's that's the that's Y A apostrophe. You, I would have yeah, done Y apostrophe A L. What's the abbreviation? Like you all. You guys. You all. It's like you all. So it should so be So it should be Y apostrophe. Yeah. That's y'all. Like Jake would be our expert. Jake, any opinion? Okay, no. <laughs> I'm from Texas. Come on, sorry. That's right. Be, Everything's different in Texas. That, that's almost like a southern Boston accent. That's like, y'all. 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 What's, your, what's the question right, from Alyssa? Question. Thank you, Alyssa. <laughs> Are there any specific stretches, manual therapy? Oh, I'm staying on topic. <laughs> all right, what? We're sorry. Over. <laughs> question all over again. <laughs> Are there any specific stretches, manual therapy, Strengthening that you would focus on more for submarine pitchers or three-quarter pitchers. All right, I have um, no idea what that is. I go, I go, I go for a submarine sandwich. Right now. That's so funny. I have no idea what that is. So I'm the kind of guy. Oh, hey, so what would we do different with submarine, like underarm kind of guys? Um, I, I think the answer is actually nothing. Um, we've done some biomechanical uh, research, and some have been published. I don't know if it's been officially published. Um, ASMI stuff with the Olympics. I think it was the 2000 Olympics, they compared some of the Asian teams to the uh, American team because they had a lot of submariners back in the day. Uh, but essentially what we found was that biomechanically there isn't a lot of difference in your arm slot, it's actually just in your trunk lean. So in terms of what would you do different with those people, it's not much because your arm slot and your arm mechanics are actually fairly similar, it's just you lean a little bit more to the side. Um, there are certainly some people in the last decade or two that have gone super low to do that. Um, and I would say, you know, I don't know, would we do anything different? No, because I think we, we already do a very comprehensive program. But you'd be probably a little bit more worried about, like, anterior shoulder and dissipating forces posterior shoulder. But I, I, I think you worry about that with everybody. So I don't know. I don't know if we do anything different. I'd say no. Yeah, I wonder about, like, back stuff. Like, you, so we are so focused on shoulder and elbow, like, the... The fact that they're leaning forward, that left side <laughs> eccentrically is trying yeah. to prevent them from their face from hitting the ground every time they pitch. I can't imagine that can be feel good over a period of time. Uh, how often do you see somebody like that throwing in Major League Baseball? Not often. If they do throw, it's an inning. It's their closer, maybe because a little different motion that the batters have seen over the game. If somebody comes in for one pitch or one out, so it's not some the minimal stresses over a period of time. That's why some guys can can make it, but it's a good point, too, you know, yeah. not often that we used to seeing somebody, who, I can't think of anybody that threw, uh, you know, six, seven innings consistently uh, a game, yeah. you know, a starting pitcher. Yeah, you're right, that's a good point. Is there arm slot down here? <laughs> what, what's question number three? Number three. Got him. Kyle from San Antonio says, hey Mike, I'm a collegiate baseball athletic trainer and was wondering if you could give advice on managing the pre and post game nutrition for a college baseball player especially with the issues of late games with quick turnaround the next day or two. And then second question, how important is this aspect of performance for a weekend series? Okay. Um, Peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, good questions, <laughs> which actually have, uh, have some interesting benefits. Uh, all right, so what would you recommend for, for nutrition? So I, I think nutrition's huge, and I actually think it's actually comical with some of the nutrition I see with collegiate, uh, you know, high school as well, of course, but collegiate even at the professional level, especially in the minor leagues, um, with how, how poor sometimes the nutrition is. Um, that's a, it's an amazing thing to me. I mean, uh, nutrition is fuel, right? So nutrition helps you not only perform better, but recover better, um, you know, those types of things. So imagine even a professional season where you essentially, you know, you play, um, heck, like you get two days off a month. I mean, you play every day. 
uh, that's a lot different. Um, you know, anything, what would you guys recommend? You know, why don't we? I think it's such a challenge just because, especially college and minor leagues, monetarily, they don't make anything, if anything. <laughs> you know, college, they make nothing. Uh, minor leagues, they make pennies on the dollar. Uh, so to try to maintain a healthy lifestyle, you know, people that train here or go out to Hudson at Cressy Performance, I think they get that comprehensive. Uh, assessment where they're educated, but then they go to their teams, go back to their colleges. It's a struggle for you as an athletic trainer and for the, the, the guys themselves to maintain that because it's it's relatively expensive. You know, peanut butter and jelly, I think that's why it's become a, kind of that staple, um, is because it's cheap. And I mean, you get your protein, you get some sugars, but. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky one. It's, it's more than just saying you need to eat this because it's, it's not just that. You have to actually be able to afford that. I think people have to, all athletes in general, have to reframe what nutrition is in their program. Some people think nutrition is just like a part of what they do and they don't think about it versus it's like, you know, that's you having timing of intake before your workout, way starting with breakfast, two hours, like every two hours. Like that fuels you for what would happen in your workout. If you don't set that up, it's really hard to get a good training effect and vice versa if you don't think about what's going into your body after training it's like all your hard work in the gym is sometimes falling because you you don't have the fuel and stuff to recover so i think when you reframe it and say like no this allows your hard work in the gym or hard work at practice to be maximized then people start to think more about it and take more consideration i think you know coming from uh, the gymnastics world especially I think that's very it's a very tough topic sometimes people are like no this is actually what sets you up for success not work real hard and then like eat whatever you happen to have around right. yeah I mean, you, you got to be balanced i think you know avoiding stuff that's going to give you false calories so especially you know between games on a weekend or something like that or you got a quick you got a you know a night game day game kind of like quick transition in there if you're just eating processed foods afterwards you're not giving yourself any any nutritional value to replace what you lost to get you ready for that next day so I mean, that's the most simple thing right there sometimes though it's 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 actually the opposite. It's what they're doing that's actually backwards with their nutrition. So one thing you know that we always talk about is alcohol consumption quite a bit with our athletes. But there's published research that shows if you have alcohol, and this varies with different reports, but for each alcohol drink that you have, your testosterone testosterone goes down the next day. Right, so we always talk about you know like what what we can do to just be you know good. It's it's also what, what can we avoid doing that's going to set you back. So if you have a night game, you have six beers after the game, and then you know you expect to be at you know tip top shape, you probably have twenty percent testosterone the next day, and and, and that's not going to be very effective for you. So you know I I've always I thought alcohol is the number one thing that we see being abused with our with our our athletes. Because um, I get it, it's a long season. There, you know, you're the peak of your day in terms of height of, uh, you know, arousal and everything is 11 p.m. Like I get it. I mean, that's that's there, but there's that, that's one of the most destructive things you can do for your performance the next day, in my mind. So you know, and don't underestimate the importance of sleep too. Not to get off right. topic with nutrition, but you know, and and hydration on the topic of and, and replace it. Yeah, and replacing what you what you what you lost during the game. That's how you have to think of it. So yeah, unfortunately, there's some financial stuff. You know, but awesome, good question. Yeah. Is that three? That was we good. Three. Awesome, another great baseball episode. Uh, lots of good uh, questions there. I mean, certainly, I think goes to other sports as well, but some kind of good little baseball theme there. So thanks so much. Uh, keep asking away. Go to mikerinald.com and click on the podcast link and continue to ask us some great questions. Subscribe to the show and uh, really just help us kind of get that word out there. We'd appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to mikerinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question.
If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReno.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.